Hello and welcome to this episode of the Howl and Blossom podcast. My name's Sean, founder and creator of the project, and today we're talking about value exchange. Everything in life is an exchange. The most obvious example is money. So you exchange money for goods or services. You undergo an analysis every time you see something that you want to buy and you think to yourself is that value that they've put on that product or service an exchange that I am willing to make is that value fair to me do I think that exchange of my money is a positive one do I think that spending that amount of money on that product or service is going to give me the the value in exchange for the money that I'm spending. And that's essentially the decision-making process we make whenever we buy anything, which is why um, money is so subjective and someone can look at something and say, well, that's really expensive. And another person can look at something and say, I'm willing to pay that. Because what you deem valuable to you is different to what someone else might deem valuable. And that's why we all buy different things. We all have a different idea of what's expensive and what's good value and what's cheap. And that, that's just how the economy works, right? It's not just based on how much money you earn, but it's it's a whole complicated... Our relationship with money is super complicated and something that we'll delve into at a later date but that's the most obvious value exchange that I can give as an example but everything is an exchange so you don't have to be exchanging money you can also be exchanging time or energy a lot of the time I think of money time and energy is interchangeable except that time is a commodity that you cannot make more of. So for me, that is infinitely more valuable than money because you can always make more money and energy is somewhere in the middle. I've been thinking about this a lot lately because I felt like, kind of like I've been spread a little bit thinly, but mostly that I've not been spending time on enough of what I want to do and I've been I felt like I've been doing a disproportionate amount of things that I don't really want to do but I have to do I've been doing a lot of things that I felt obligated to do spending my time and energy and sometimes money in ways that I feel like I have to instead of ways that I want to and that feeling of have to has been outweighing the feeling of want to on more occasions than I would like it to. So I've been talking about it and thinking about it a lot. It culminated just before the weekend in my anxiety peaking, which is always a clear indicator to me that something is not quite balanced and something is not quite right. And I've obviously known that for a while, but I haven't put the time into rectifying that, which then resulted in me having a really anxious day. Teamed with the social media posts that I was consuming about the Amazon being on fire and how um, 
how sad that really made me. I think that was the thing that pushed me over the edge, but it was building up to it before that because my have to and my want to felt really out of balance. And that isn't when I say balance. I'm not saying like I have 10 things on my list that I want to do and 10 things on my list that I have to do and that's that's balanced. It's not about the number of things. It's more about how much energy and time those things take. So the 10 things that I want to do might be really quick things, low energy, low time. And the 10 things that I have to do might feel like they take a lot more energy and a lot more time. And so it even though the numbers are balanced, the time and energy is out of balance. I am admittedly quite sensitive to not wanting to feel like I have to do something. So I have a high, a highly sensitive reaction to feeling obligated because I don't like it, <laughs> basically. And I don't ever want anyone else to feel that way either. I think I've mentioned previously that I never want anyone to feel like they have to spend time with me or they have to turn up to my event or they have to do what I'm asking them to do. I want an honest response of whether or not they feel they have the energy or the time to spend on that. And I don't want to force that upon anyone I want them to show up because they want to I don't want people to show up because they feel like they have to so I've been exploring this idea of balance and value exchange in a lot of my conversations with my closest friends and I realized that I can count on one hand the relationships that I have in my life that I feel are an equal value exchange, that I feel like I get out exactly what I put into them. There are a lot of other relationships in my life that don't come under that five finger counting, that don't feel fair, that feel like an expenditure instead of an exchange, that feel like they take up my time, money or energy in a way that I don't receive back. And it's quite a complicated thing to assess sometimes. When it's about money, it's more obvious. So the value exchange is generally clear because of advertising standards, right? So this is the product or service, this is the price. This is the exchange that you're getting. This is the exchange you're being invited to make. Is it something that you want to do? When it's more about energy and time, you can't always see what the exchange is going to be. And also sometimes it doesn't happen in a linear way. So the money thing is quite linear, right? Here's the product or service. Here's the money exchange, the value exchange you have to make, and it goes backwards and forwards in a straight line. When you're talking about your relationships and you're talking about energy and time, they're weighted slightly differently, and the amount of time and energy you spend on one relationship 
it's not necessarily that person or institution or organization is going to give back to you what you put in but it might come from elsewhere so the best example of what I mean is the idea of paying it forward right so you might have an exchange with somebody and they've made you feel really good however they've done it they've exchanged an energy with you to make you energy and time usually to make you feel really good and you might not be able to repay that person for whatever reason say for example they're a stranger on a train but because they've given you that energy you can then take that and pay it forward so they've made you feel really good so you can make the next person you see feel really good so it's paid forward as opposed to paid back right? So it's not a linear exchange. You don't pay someone back for what they've done for you, but you pay it forward onto the next person. So it's really difficult to kind of say, you know, these are the five uh, relationships in my life where I feel like the value exchange is equal and everyone else just depletes me. And therefore, I need to draw a line and some boundaries and stop participating in those exchanges because I feel like I'm giving out more than I'm getting back it's not that straightforward which makes it really really difficult to make an assessment on how to redistribute your time and energy sometimes it's clear (laughs) sometimes you have a relationship that is clearly one-sided and it doesn't make it any easier to put a boundary in place there but it makes the assessment of that exchange a bit easier. But sometimes the bigger picture is not always as obvious and the depletion isn't always as extreme. So drawing your boundaries becomes much more difficult. There's also the idea of kind of saving up for the future but in a time and energy way rather than a money way. So investing in a relationship now that currently may not be reciprocating your time or your energy, but in the future is likely to pay off. So the whole assessment is very difficult in itself, which I'm still exploring at the moment and still working out. And then there's the even, well, sometimes even more difficult part of actually drawing the boundaries in. So I've learned to be really good at this in some areas of my life and not so good at it in other areas of my life and I'm still learning. It's something that I'm learning a lot more in a different way recently as well. So I'm used to having a regular nine to five job and that sets clear boundaries clearish boundaries depending on your job of when you start when you finish what's expected of you and then the time outside of that is yours to do with as as you please so you've at least got some kind of framework to work within what now I'm not working a regular nine-to-five job it makes it a bit more difficult because I have to enforce my own structure which is a lot easier said than done sometimes (laughs) Um, and I'm le- I'm still learning how to do that. And it's really illuminated for me that 
our commitment to ourselves is so important because if you start feeling depleted either financially energetically or because you feel like you're running out of time each week that's not a good place to be in and it's an indication that something isn't quite right and it's an indication that your commitment to yourself is not what it should be or not what it could be right So whenever you feel like that, it's a real invitation to really take stock of what it is that is culminating in you feeling depleted, either energetically, financially, or not having enough time. And I think that exploration is really important. And actually, as with everything, the answer is within you and absolutely within your power to do something about. So I find that while I'm looking initially at my relationships in a linear way, and I can count on one hand the relationships where I feel like the value exchange is equal, then I have to look a little bit deeper and ask myself why I feel the value exchange isn't equal. And the answer for that is still going to lie within me. It's up to me to decide what I put out and what I think is fair that I gain in return. So it's up to me to decide what the value exchange is in the same way that it's up to me to decide whether I spend X amount of money on this product or service or whether I feel like that it would be too expensive, where the expenditure and the exchange is too high for me. So it's not just a case of looking at my relationships I feel are not an equal exchange and saying it's because that person or that organisation isn't doing enough for me. No, that's not taking responsibility for your own actions for a start. It's also not taking ownership of the solution by saying that person isn't giving me what I'm putting in and blaming them. We are taking away some of our own agency. We are taking away the idea that we can do something about that. When actually, if we feel like we're not getting the right value exchange for something, then we're the ones handing over the the high price, right? We're the ones handing over too much money. We're the ones handing over too much time. We're the ones handing over too much energy. And you don't have to. You absolutely do not have to hand over that time, that money or that energy. It's yours. You can give it as freely as you like. But if you ever feel like you're giving too much of yourself, your time, your money, your energy, and the exchange is is not fair, then it's up to you to decide to redirect that time, money or energy to something else. The only thing you can control is yourself and your actions and your thoughts. But for me, I still haven't quite worked out the bigger landscape, the bigger picture and where I need to redirect my resources to my time, money and energy. And I'm still exploring that. And that exploration looks a lot like journaling and meditation. I've naturally been doing more meditation recently. I've been spending more time in nature and I'm, I've just been carving out more time 
to let myself be and worrying less about doing all the time. So don't get me wrong, I'm still doing a lot at the moment, but I have made more time to just be. So I've made more of an effort to sit down and meditate and just be and give myself a blank sheet of paper and a pen and just be and see what comes out. For me, being also takes the form of baths, though it's pretty hot weather at the moment, so I haven't been doing a lot of those, Um, but it helps my mind kind of float off. I often find that in the bath or the shower, I have very lucid moments of clarity, so that's super helpful. I'm walking outside, there's this bizarre kind of emptiness that happens in my head while I'm in nature and then as soon as I come back in it's like a revelation happens and then I can journal about it. So I've been doing a lot more of that to try and explore the value exchanges in my life um, and assess where it is I feel depleted and where I want to start drawing boundaries in those situations and then how I might go about saying no to things which is always something we struggle with. And learning how to do that is a game changer. And sometimes in some situations, I'm really good at saying no. And in other situations, I'm not so good at saying no. I think that professionally, I find it much easier to say no. And with my closest friends and family, I find it much easier to say no. But I'm still working out how to say no to everyone else. Um, and I think it, it's, a, it's a lifelong practice and as new people come and go from your life, it will always be something that I'll be practicing. And I imagine having had conversations with some of you that you experience that too and that it will always be a practice, which I think is is beautiful. I, I really enjoy things that are a practice and I think that learning how to enjoy the exploration is as important as learning how to enjoy the outcomes of the exploration, which I guess is another way of saying it's all about the journey and not about the destination, except I kind of find that a little bit too overused and cheesy now. So we're talking exploration and outcomes. So I'm super keen to hear if any of you are experiencing the same kind of things as me at the moment with exploring value exchange, whether that's time, money or energy. Um, And I'd love to know what that looks like for you and what your explorations look like. And if you've drawn any conclusions and come to any outcomes through those explorations, get in touch and let me know. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Howland Blossom podcast. My name's Sean, and you can find out more about me, this project, our community and our resources over on my website, seanpeters.me. Please subscribe to this podcast and if you'd like to get in touch with me about what you've heard here, you can do so using the links in the show notes.